If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to State of Play today. Uh, we are talking about something pretty interesting. It's been brewing over the last few weeks, and then a minority joined it. Last week we had the conversation around that, but uh, something happened yesterday that had brought it back. The James Jachikwasing Wahala. The real reason his NDC colleagues ran away from their boycott of parliament. And uh, you see, there's a certain gentleman with me in the studio. He's the one who has been going to court on a daily basis, bringing this. He's become the Jachikwasing correspondent. <laughs> Literally, you know, for a long time I was a court correspondent. I, I, the only time I think I went on a daily basis to cover anything, that wasn't a court sitting, it wasn't a court hearing. It was the MV Benjamin cocaine case. Yeah. It was the Georgina Wood that was, uh, but that was a committee. It was a committee that was, set up, that was yeah. set up for her to look at. So they were sitting on a daily basis. I used to go every morning and then you stay there, you know. Then you become, you become that, that's all you do every day. But for a court sitting that is a daily basis, a high-profile one like this, it's, it's, it's very unique as far as this is concerned. But it's so controversial. It's gone beyond the equation. It's gone to a signal by election. Now it's affecting parliamentary business. Yesterday, but before yesterday, the minority had told us when it took the decision to boycott parliament each time he's in court, that there was no way they were going to backtrack on that decision. In fact, I remember talking to the minority leader this last week on PM Express. And I kept making the point to him that this is not sustainable. Mm. And he kept insisting that it, it's something that they will do. They will actually escalate it, right? Only for us to wake up yesterday, I mean, close, close to the end of the day, to realize that he has announced a withdrawal of that decision. That's a massive U-turn, a massive backtracking. My point is, it had always been one that was not sustainable, the MPP side had spinned it quite nicely to mean to say you, they had a lot of questions mm. on the floor on behalf of their constituents. Mm. Ministers were on the floor of parliament to answer the questions for them on behalf of their constituents, and they were in there. That would be played negatively, play out negatively in your constituency, right? So they made a decision to side with a colleague of theirs against their constituents. Because if you're not in the house, why are you not in the house? You're either not in the house because you're serving the interests of your constituency, you're in the constituency doing some work, or whatever it is, or on a committee, or in their case, they are in court. So their choice is solidarity with our colleague over representation of our people. And that's not a case any MP can win. Yeah. And I think they came to the realization and said, look, this is the thing, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even from the onset, they softened their stance. 
if you recall, at the initial stages, they added Collins Dauda and the minority leader himself. True. They said that if those two were going to court anytime they go, they are going to join them in court and boycott parliamentary proceedings. Yeah. In fact, uh, last week, Thursday, a Dr. Forsin was in court yeah. and there was no MP accompanying him, just Felix Kwachofosu and his lawyers who made it present to court. So, I mean, clearly, the same thing with the Dauda case. They didn't boycott parliamentary proceedings for that one. That was actually in the afternoon as well. Mm -hmm. And so, clearly, from the onset, they realized that maybe they may not be able to implement. I mean, my reading of the situation is that it was a game they were playing, but they miscalculated how they were going to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And it all started from right from when James Grayson brings their sin uh, north seat that you have the Domahini uh, speak publicly and say that look, the charges should be dropped against James Jati Grayson. I mean, that, that was what set this whole process in motion. Then the conversation started around it. Then, before we realized, the minority took this particular proceeding that even from the onset, everyone felt like, look, this was not sustainable at all. The question that one cannot help but ask is what was the end game? I personally do not think the end game was to have Jati Grayson's trial terminated. That's what the end game was. That, that is a stated end game. Yeah, that's a stated end game. Yes. But I'm, I'm trying to go then, behind Now you're looking at the, what is the realistic end game. Exactly. Because so the stated end game could be different from the realistic end game. Exactly. Because realistically, it would be strange if they were actually expecting the Attorney General to enter a Nolly protocol against James Jackson Grayson. And this is why I say so. The story would be different if the MPPs, Charles Opoku, had won their same North seat. Mm. Because, mind you, the issues against James Jatikwesi started from even before they swore him in. Because Parliament was closely tied. Mm -hmm. And even at that time, it wasn't even clear whether the MPP was going to get the support of the independence candidate before they eventually got it, mm -hmm. going into the Speaker election. So it was about the parliamentary seats. That was what the fight against James Jatikwesi was always about. So I would have thought that this call would have been sound and government may have been open to accepting it. In the event you have the MPP's Charles Opoku when they are saying no seat. Now, once that did not happen, it clearly meant that government still had a very big bone to pick with James Articulation. Because this is someone who had defied the odds. Yeah. In the face of prosecution, he had gone there about being trialed on a daily basis. He had managed to still make some time to campaign. had won the seat. Mm -hmm. So clearly, this is not someone they owe any favor. They do not owe any favor. If he had lost, you can say, that, okay, let's have mercy on him. So in the starting place, I think the MP, NDC had the upper hand of so because now they had the seat. Yeah. So the only other hand the, the government has is to prosecute him. But, but here's the thing. They were convinced that if you could disrupt government business through parliament, it would become too costly for government to continue with the trial. It depends on the government business at stake. Yeah, but it's true. But you have the, you have the media budget coming, up, coming around. You have essential government business that goes to the house, loan that may be approved, etc., that you know will be affected. So their thinking was you frustrate government business as long as you can. You introduce this gridlock in governance. Nothing gets done. Um, no, I guess, no loans will be approved because already the 
minority, the majority themselves are unable to bring all their members to the house to do business anyway. But in the last two weeks, has there been any serious business? No. Well, when you say, okay, well, when you say serious business in quotes, that that's true. We, we, because we know business, serious business, business that word of the I, I agree. that you see the majority yes, yes. equip their members in yes. mind. So the question that you ask yourself again is yes. when that decision was taken, what were, were the permutations in terms of be, be, what and, and, and that again is where I'm coming to the strategic thinking behind the minority decision. And I think there was there wasn't enough strategic thinking behind it. And that's why many people thought it was not realistic. Because the biggest business that this would have affected would have been the media budget review. Yes. And here they are calling off the uh, boycott a week before the media budget is read. It comes back to your point. If your intention was to frustrate government business and use that as a bargaining tool to force them to let Jim Datsukwesing go, then you hit them where it hurts. Yeah. Right? So far, it will hurt more if you first... Okay, remember, this media budget review is the, is, is the budget review, in fact, the government budget, that will reflect the IMF program. In fact, to realign... Exactly, everything else. Because everything. the budget of what was read last year for this yeah. year, the, the main the, budget of, of 2023... Yeah. It's completely relevant now, completely irrelevant, because now they post that budget, we've had an IMF program. And all those items we've agreed to with the IMF need to be realigned. It has to go to parliament and have parliament now approve it, all those programs, with all the um, tax handles that will have to be realigned and possibly introduce new ones, we don't know. So this is a very important budget for the government, extremely important. If they don't, if you, if you, if that this budget is affected, it will actually affect our IMF review this year. Yeah, I think September or November, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. If you if you frustrate this budget to the point where it introduces the same um, e levy controversy and the uncertainty, remember that? Yes, I remember. Which really triggered all this economic IMF conversation yeah. because you know revenue, the international market reacted to us. If you frustrate it to that point, you really possibly most likely will have government paying attention. Somebody will now start pushing for, look, let's sit and talk. What can we give? And governments do that all the time, right? They will have to offer something to get something out of, yeah. out of the deal. And then, somehow, you call it off then. So it, it begs the question, what was the strategic thinking behind this? The second thing for me is, another point that you touched on, I think they were after. I think they were overexcited by the Ascent North victory. Maybe so, because they didn't expect to actually win. Exactly, and we all know the conversation that has happened among the NDC ranks. There were a lot of people in the executives who actually thought this was going to be an uphill task, right? So you won it. The euphoria. We've won. The, the, the we had momentum. Ghanaians have pronounce a verdict that, in essence, the prosecution of the Dutch equation, they were opposed to, yeah. right? That's how they interpreted as a North, yeah. that at least now we have 17,000 people, a strong number, saying we actually prefer the guy you are claiming is going to go to jail because we disagree with your, your prosecution of him. NDC took that to mean, look, we have the people on our side after the elections. So let's now go out there and use that momentum and use the credit we have from the elections. All that, 
Let's pour it into frustrating the government, and then we'll have the people backing us all the way, right? And then they went. But then they forgot that in, in politics, a day is a long time. Yeah. Once you start a process, things can change very, very quickly mm. in terms of the people's ability to stay with you throughout. And I think they started losing the public argument as far as not, not going to parliament is concerned. Yeah. Because that pitched them against the people. Yeah. Not necessarily against the government. You wanted to hurt government, yeah. but in effect, you were hurting your people. Yeah. Especially because during the period, during the period, they had so many urgent questions yeah. that they had found on behalf of their people. Yes. Right? So you go from uh, Asin North, you thought the people were on your side, you had the momentum. So let's use all that political advantage and use that in forcing government. But in doing so, you then pitch yourself against the same people, mm. right? Get mm. pitched against the same people. You put yourself not only against the people, well, in as far as that's his people may like him, but for all the MPs who had urgent questions about roads, about education, about hospital, etc. in their constituencies, that could not ask. And the MPP guys are on the floor saying, you have abandoned your people. And I remember on Top Story talking to the majority deputy whip who was constantly making that point. If you are in one of the constituencies in question, and your MP's question about your road that is terrible has not been asked because he's rather in court <laughs> instead of... On the flip side, though, the challenge that, that also presented additionally was the fact that they were actually not going to the court. That was another one, indeed. Yes. So what, what, what I And did, you've been there, but you've been counting. I think the first day, they, they were close. <laughs> they were just about 25. That, to, but the first day, they were to, more, right? Yeah, but not beyond 50. Okay. Because what I did over the period is to try and check the capacity of the court. That court cannot take more than 120 people. So in the court? In the courtroom. But what about... No one is outside. The oh, ones okay. who come, they come in. And so far, my count, they never went beyond 50. Mm. In, in the fact, room? Yes, in the room, in the courtroom. And no, none of them, in fact, whenever the MPs come, they come in and people who are already in, some give up their seats for the MPs to take their seats. There was a situation on one of the days where a journalist was sitting down and an attempt was made for the journalist to uh, stand up for the, a member of parliament to sit down. And the gentleman refused to sit down. So I was very curious about that. Mm. So after proceedings, I asked him why he had refused to stand up. And his answer was that, He's here to do his work. The MP is supposed to be in Parliament to do his work. Mm. He has decided not to do his work, but come and support his colleague who is being prosecuted. Mm -hmm. He said that cannot stop him from doing his work. In a way, if you are supporting somebody and you're solidarizing, you must sacrifice. So stand. Exactly. <laughs> Except that the courtroom, they don't allow you to stand. Exactly. So, so go outside. You don't get a seat, yeah. you stand outside. So now the media is hammering the fact that 137 MPs are not in the court. So it begs the question again, is it really to make a certain point, because you're not going to parliament, which we don't agree with you on, because it is hurting us. Yeah. You are the ones who have actually asked questions. You are not even there to ask the questions anyways. Then also, the, the court that you're supposed to go to, you're also not going there. So now it creates a very difficult situation. And that's how come someone like the minority leader had to try and explain that, okay, on this particular day, there were not many because it was a Monday, they were coming from their constituencies. Yeah. But we both know that eventually, that explanation was not going to be sustainable because there were going to be weekdays, like yesterday, the man was supposed to be at the Court of Appeal, was supposed to be at the High Court as well. And at the Court of Appeal, there was not a single member of Parliament there. Yesterday. Yesterday, yes. No member of Parliament was at the Court of Appeal. The Court of Appeal was just Ibrahim Maliba and Baba Jamal who came over as lawyers who were part of the legal team. So where were they? 
then Chachu Chikata there. When we went to the high court, then the minority and a couple of others came over to join. Just about 10 of them. So it asked the question again, where are the others? So I wasn't surprised when around that time when we were in court, eventually I saw the story that had been announced that they had rescinded it because it was obvious that someone had to give it. And I actually suspected that maybe there were disagreements internally. Yes, yes. I within think their so. ranks. I think so. I think there was pressure both internally and from the constituency. Yeah. And also among the party to say, look, we are hurting ourselves. Yeah. We are actually expending the goodwill that we got from, from Asinno. We are expending it on this. You want to change strategy. I think somebody, somebody went through and, 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 and there's this, and this, the this thing that has been on my mind. I mean, I don't know what you make of it. The, the, how the NDC has used its strength in parliament over the period. I think it's been very problematic. I mean, one, we've had the NDC minority indicate they are not going to approve ministers of, 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 of the government. And then they do. And, I mean, the, the main target in that instance was the fisheries minister. Um, the fisheries minister, Howard Kumsen. And she, then she got she, more she, votes. She, than she got the most yeah. votes. I mean, quite recently, the NDC party at the national level publicly said they had directed the MPs not to approve save the demo our democracy. Or save our democracy, which was declared even before when Alan Chemantin announced and if we are Koto, mm -hmm. and the, even before the president who made a substantive appointment, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. democracy was announced, the substantive appointments were made, and the NDC directed its MPs not to approve those individuals. Mm -hmm. The minority said, we're not going to approve them. They went and they approved their members voted yeah. for the approval. I mean, it, it begs the question on how strategic have they used the 137, and especially for an election that, as of now, all credible polls, as we speak today, Say that the NDC is winning 2024. We fell from the EIU, we fell yeah, from yeah, yeah. Fitch, among others. They are all saying the NDC is going to win. The question again comes have they played the parliamentary game very well in order? Because, like Mark was telling yesterday on the show, yeah. if in January 2024 things are turned around, then the economy starts looking much better. Yeah. Because, mind you, lights are not going up, like he made a point. I mean, we are not, I mean, cost of living is high, but beyond that, there isn't a practical challenge. That can really frustrate people directly to feel that they want to punish the government. So it means that when there is some obvious goodness around, it may change the, 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 the wind a bit more. And, and, that may be and, a bit and, and that was my next point, which is that, again, the minority has lost significant face. In another fight, they picked. Right? And, and often, they pick the fight. Yes. And then they assure uh, us. Precisely, no exactly. one asked you. Yeah, they pick the fight. Them. They pick the fight. So their own fight, they pick the fight, and then they lose the fight. They lose the fight on their own terms. And then in all the cases, it is not as if the majority side introduced a, super, a superior strategy no. that defeated them. In fact, they, ba they barely do nothing in those instances. They don't do anything. They just, they just play along. They target a few of them, possibly, because especially in those votes, you know, they are you know, target a few yeah, of them because what you need yeah. exactly, and then you get them. But they then play along until... They crashed the, their own vehicle. That had fueled the change in the leadership, right? Yeah. And the thinking behind that change, when it was it happened, in the another minority, was to fix this. Was to fix this particular problem we're just talking about. This is the the my good friend Atto Forsen's, I guess, first major fight that he's picked, that he's led them to pick. I mean, if you count the Approval of the three ministers. Well, he, should be the oh, it was okay, exactly. Yes, so this is second. That was their first major. So this is which they lost. So, so, and again, this one too, they have lost it. 
He will say, though, he will argue, as they argued yesterday, that there's another strategy they're rolling out. And that strategy we are seeing is playing out now on, on the floor, right? So definitely actually confirmed it on when he did a press conference, when the leader did a press conference yesterday, he didn't want to go into details. But definitely says, confirmed it. And actually, so is this a new strategy? says yes, which is that they won't go to parliament still, mm-hmm. but they will put a few of them on the floor because of the question of quorum. And then when House is in session, they will raise quorum, the issue of quorum, the constitutional provision of one, 102, and say, well, there's no quorum for us to even do business at all. This is, you, you can't even decide anything. You can't even hold any parliamentary conversation in this house. And then the speaker, having counted, will be forced to adjourn. Mm. They did it yesterday. They've done it today. <laughs> They've done it today. And again, all done by Rox and FMF, right? So this is a strategy going forward. So then, and, and again, what they are trying to do now, okay, so I'm, I'm now I'm beginning to, what they are trying to do now is to now switch the, the, the discomfort that they had in pitching themselves against the cons, their constituents, against the people, and put that burden on the majority. Because you, the majority, you still have enough people by yourselves to form a quorum any day, to take decisions, right? If we are able to raise quorum, then it is you who have failed to represent your people. Mm. So, you, so the argument will be, ah, but we're in a house. In fact, we raised the quorum. Mm. Okay? They didn't bring all their, at least 93 people to form a quorum. So that, then they are shifting. They are trying to deliberately shift the public but, but it's, pressure. It's a tall order. It's a but, order. But it's, it's, a tall, they, it's a tall order because... But if they do it consistently it's a, it's a, now... It's a tall order because the question that one asks is, so today, the quorum issue has been raised, the House has been adjourned. So it yeah. means that the NDC MPs are also not in the House. Yeah. Because if all 137 of them were in the House, it would have meant that the House would have had a quorum. Yeah. So it means that their members are also staying away from the House. No, not necessarily. I mean, the quorum is just 93. Yeah, but the 93, that's the point I'm making. So but the 93, 93, the 93, if the NDC 137 are in the House, yeah. the House will have a quorum. No, but, but remember. Yeah, so if you are not giving the House the 93, and the MPP members are also not coming, then the question again comes again that the people's questions that have been asked by the NDC MPs, which is also important, what happens in those instances? Or do we allow a committee to be formed in those instances? So if a question, I, I presume, as the strategy rolls out, we'll, we'll see, see how it will we'll play see. out here. You need to raise the question of quorum on the floor yes. for the speaker to adjourn. Yes. If you keep silent, business will go we'll on. Go on yeah. Okay. So on the day you have questions, you keep quiet. Yeah. You ask your question. <laughs> Let it go. You go. Business is done. On the day you have no question for, for your people, you raise quorum. <laughs> House shuts down. Business is not done. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that should be that should be the strategy. That mm-hmm. should be. It's different from what will actually be. I mean, but, but we've done two but, days but, of but this. What, what I am setting off is the fact that look, Evans, when there is serious government business, yeah. trust me, if the IMF says that there is some law, they whip the people in line. Uh, yes, they whip the majority side will whip their people. So that, that that again comes back to the question again. In the event the majority side gets the one thirty seven in the house into the house, they'll do business. So what will happen? No, but, 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 but here is here's the challenge, though. And in the last th- two, three days, I find myself consistently asking the question of the majority. But where are your numbers? Why are you complaining about them when you can also do business? Because they've yeah. accused the minorities guys of, of being unpatriotic, yeah. right? But then the question is, what about you? 
you have the numbers to form Korman do business. In fact, you have one, three, eight. Mm. You can do business. You can take if, decisions. In fact, we, we are getting some answers now. We've seen some of them on a the campaign trail. They are, they are on a campaign trail. Yeah. So, be, so the media focus. As for the minority, they declare their intention. They, they, they said, oh, that's what they'll do. Okay. You say you want to do government business. Mm. Fantastic. So you have the incentive to do government business. They don't. Yeah. It's not their interest. Yeah. So you bring your people and do it without them. And yet you have failed to bring your people. You have more questions to answer. Mm. I, I believe, I, I don't think, I don't know whether that's the thinking behind the strategy, but the more they raise quorum, of course, they also have a, a setting responsibility. That's what you're raising. Yes. But the questions will start going more to the majority side. To the majority side. Because I, ca I can't imagine what the story will be tomorrow if they are supposed to perhaps finalize their talks on the anti-gay bill, for instance. There's no a, a, a gay bill that is that is had been championed by six six minority members with one majority member, so it is largely an opposition bill, bill <laughs> right? So again, but uh, but again, the strategy goes you vary it to suit you, yes, right? So on on days if that is raised, they'll whip their people in line to come and do their business. Mm. Fine, the day they don't have, and I guess same applies for the majority. On the day, for example, and I'm, I'm thinking, what is it that a majority, minority will do on when the finance minister comes to read the media budget? Yeah. I believe everybody will also come. I believe the majority side will come. But will the minority side stay out? How would they play that? And how would the public view the action? That would be a very tricky one. I think that would be the real test of yeah, the, be a very of tricky the strategy, one. especially because personally, I do not think the MPP will be able to get 137 plus one on the floor on that particular day. That's true. I mean, at least we know that one member of parliament has not been well for a while. Yeah. We also know that another member of parliament has actually been very inconsistent in terms of the attendance of parliamentary proceedings. And so that obviously puts them at, at best, maybe 135, 136, depending on how they're able to bring the one who is unwell over to the house. So that raises a very important question. And for now, like you said, it's just the early days of this particular strategy. So we do not know what the approach they, will be yeah, going on, on certain days. Here budget review, because that is a very important business. But increasingly, to put the MPP side under pressure, especially now that we are beginning to learn that the reason why a lot of them aren't in the house is because they are either with Alan or they are at Baumia, mostly, because there are one or two people who also spread across the other aspirants, right? That is now beginning to surface. As that comes in, pressure will come from ordinary folks, the people, on that question. Okay. So, and it comes back to who wins at the end of this. Mm. Who stands to lose more and who wins at the end of this? That's a, that's a difficult question to answer. Mm. There's a reason why the minority side back, backtrack. I think they realize that if you keep doing this, you stand to lose. You stand to lose the middle class. The floating voter yeah. might be unhappy with you. Yeah. They may have been happy with you after... Um, after sin off, and maybe be shifting towards you, but this is one of those areas that they can. I mean, every every analyst you spoke to said yeah. they, they should go to parliament. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And, and those are the middle class floating yes. voters, educated. You know, they have a bit of money. They know they can analyze. They didn't like it, mm. even when they had said that James Atukwesi's trial should be stopped. They disagreed with staying out of parliament altogether, so they've backtracked. Okay. Does that save the NDC in terms of who loses more out of this 
back and forth? I think that's a question that both sides need to analyze. But where I stand now, if where it, sta where it stands now in Parliament, if this strategy goes on and the minority size manages to do the, the business they want to do, you know what I mean? I'm yes. saying the business yes. that they, the they want to they do. The interest, serious interest, interest in, in. They want to champion. Yeah. Good. And when the, minor, when the majority size have their time to do theirs, they raise quorum and, and shut down the house. I think if that's how it plays out, obviously the MPP side will be in trouble. Yes. I think they would, they would I mean, be Until they let it hit them such that they can feel it, that's the only time that the government will be open and you know, to having and, and you know why, and you know why I believe in the long term, the MPP MPs will lose more, the MPP SFA will lose more, because, again, the primary reason we are learning now that the MPP side uh, members aren't able to go to the House because of campaigning that's happening, right? Yeah. This campaigning is going to go on until November, yes. at least for the presidential. Yes. What it means is that between now and November, these MPP MPs will be required, either by the you know, injunctions on the Baumia camp and the Alan camp and others, to be with them, Yes. right? So if Bama is in your constituency and you are in this camp, you can't be in parliament. Yes. I mean, that, that's a given. I mean, the, the only time you can be in parliament is if you are not in the, you are not in the camp. Right? So you could say that every time there's at least one MP from their side who is on the trail. Yeah. Or at least sometimes even two because Alan too will be pulling his own people. And then there are days that you do multiple constituencies. Multiple constituencies. So everybody has to, <laughs> has go. to go. So I've, I find it absolutely difficult to see a situation where the MPP wins here. Yeah. That is why... I think at some point mm. they will have to talk. But while we are discussing who is winning, there's one person that is losing. That's the people. Oh, bottom line. But you see, they are the only constant losers in all of this. I agree. Mm. But ultimately, as far as the parties are concerned, whether who whether you lose or win out in the in the end will determine will be determined by how the people sanction what they believe to be your misdeeds in the house. Yeah. Okay. So it's true that people will be ultimately losing, but will, will they punish yes. in the long run? Will they remember what has happened yeah. in the long run? Look, with all this controversy that is happening with the economy, MPP doesn't need this. Yeah. And that is why I think at some point, they, they need to go to the NDC and do what the NDC is asking. I, I, I think that um, in terms of terminating the prosecution of James Jachikwis, I think that will, that will take a lot of convincing to do. But I, I still think the MPP need to dialogue with the NDC. At least, I know for a fact, if motions are moved in court, if the AG, for instance, takes the view that this is a member of parliament and he thinks the court should give some concession, I think the court perhaps may be open to exercising. I mean, the AG admit telling the court that if there's a motion that vary your court hearing on a daily basis and the court says that the AG supports that particular motion, I mean, that could, in, its, in itself, if, assuming even the court has not even agreed, even if the court has not even agreed with him, at least it shows some commitment that mm. we are not necessarily. In some you know, I, I honestly think that the government the had basis. boxed themselves into a corner on this situation because now that that there's there's a door of no return that they've now gone through. Yes, yes. The Supreme Court has said it. Yeah. I, I, th I think the appeals court. Right? Appeals, appeals court. court has, appeals yeah. court has said it. High court has said it and reaffirmed it. Mm. I think that door is shut. Yeah. They've gone to the Supreme Court, have they not? Have yeah, they yeah not? they've now taken it to the Supreme okay, Court. Okay, so the Supreme Court will rule and then we'll see. Yeah. But if the Supreme Court rules and they also reaffirms that appeals court, that thing is shot. So it means that every day you have to go. At what point do you eat humble pie and go and say, I don't only prosper? 
for okay, we've changed our position on the match. Generally, Prescott so, will be a big pie. A big like, pie. I mean, <laughs> it, for, for me, it's, it's and, and again, the more they do, the more they prosecute the integration, the more they also offend the middle class and the floating voter, yeah. who most of them have said why. Those I've heard on social media and speak about this generally have agreed that. I think this whole thing is a bit untidy and it's a lot of pressure and stress for the entire country. I mean, I keep hearing very ordinary people ask me that, what's this that change that you're about? Exactly. It's, it's problematic. Yeah. Anyway, so but, but very interesting days ahead. Look, we are going to follow the strategy of the NPP and the NDC very closely and see who blinks first. I think yesterday, the NDC side blinked first. But the fact that you blink for that doesn't mean that you know you'd you'd yeah they are shifting gears. Yeah, they're shifting gear. Let's yeah. see the effectiveness of this Hiding strategy as well. And, and, and yeah. business. They enjoy the rest of your day.